Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. You know, each time, you know, I went to do the recap 
for this particular switch tip. It just got broader and broader in my head. Yes. You know, sometimes we start off doing things and, you know, we let people's behavior or some of the things they say kind of twist and turn us around. And uh, you can't allow that to happen if it's something that God has given you to do or God has put on your heart to do. You You can't let what other people do or say kind of curtail, you know, the fact that you continue with your good deeds or not. You know, the Bible tells us to not grow weary in well-doing. And, you know, there are so many things that we allow ourselves to be disturbed by. And, And I'm sure that's why the Bible lists that. The Bible tells us, don't do it. Because, you know, sometimes you have a heart and a mind to do something. You start off doing it. And as soon as you start off doing it, that one thing just twists you all around. And it just really disturbs you after a while because all you know is you had it in your heart and in your mind to get it done. So, you know what? Just build on the good deeds. Don't 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 allow, you know, things that, you know, come up. Uh, just kinda turn everything sour for you. Okay. All right. Well uh, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around and we talked about hmm, were you there? Oh, yeah, we talked about that author. Yeah, I like talking about this one. That author who wrote the book about, you know, how to help children grieve. And, you know, pretty much children grieve over a lot of things, but one of the highest things is losing a parent. And uh, she is now being charged for the murder of her husband, which is their parent. Now, how they find this book useful is uh, something to think about because she just might be going down for this particular uh, deed. And now, who's going to benefit from this book? Mm, Well, we also talked about the 14-year-old young lady who was shot in the head. Why? Because, again, these people are on these other people's property, and they just got the shooting. Well, listen, the, the, the uh, what do you call it, the, the man who owned the house said he saw some shadows. So now we are not just shooting at people, we're shooting at shadows. So, you know, so much to talk about on Tuesdays. I hope you catch up with us on uh, tomorrow because you don't know what in the world is coming up. On Let's Talk About It Tuesday. Well, Wow Wednesday rolled around and we talked about the Satan Club in the schools. Yes, well, there in Pennsylvania, there was a lawsuit that uh, tried to prevent the Satanic Club from being in the school. Well, guess what? They won. Yes, can you believe it? They actually won. 
they now have the ability to not only be on the school premises, but the children don't even need the parental consent to sign up for this after-school program. Oh, boy, where are we going? Where are we going? Well, it took us into the conversation, yes, the ladies and I will talk about, you know, the way Satan gets in to destroy us on a regular basis. And uh, <laughs> one of the things is letting the satanic club enter into the schoolhouse. Well, we're not just going to, we're not going to talk about that one. We're not going to talk about that one anymore. We're not going to talk about that anymore. Well, we talk about that faith thing. That faith over fear is what we got from Pastor Charlotte. Uh, as not only one of the topics, but she did her faith over fear icing on the cake from all the other things the ladies talked about, letting the enemy in every day. You got to keep your eyes and your ears open so we don't uh, leave that opening to the enemy. Oh, my, 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 my. Well... Thursday, 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 Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and we had our pastor, Jason Bentley Powell, on with us, and he talked about his book, I Delayed Me. My delay has purpose. What an interesting conversation we had with him. We talked about one of the chapters, Holding Pattern, and he spoke about the fact that, you know, God had him in one spot for a minute so that God could get across to him that uh, this delay is purposeful. Yeah, I'm going to hold you here so I can kind of get you what I need to get to you so that you can turn your life around. You got to go back. You got to go back and hear this testimony and this preaching. Yeah, he kind of merged the two, which made it really, really interesting on Thursday. So uh, definitely go and check that out. Well, Friday, Freestyle Friday, rolled around and the men Whoa, the men really did their thing as we talked about ding, 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 ways to move on after past hurt. You know, we're always doing uh, news stories about these men and women who really don't take being left or having to move on after a relationship. They don't take to that to... Uh, Easily they kill and all kind of things. So we got the men to talking about some of the things that you need to do. Kind of let it go. And we talked about considering letting it go. You know, you got to move on. You cannot just stay here and just moan, groan, and grieve in one area. No. Because that's how you end up getting into the frame of mind where you want to kill somebody or hurt somebody. We also talked about taking accountability. Oh, big thing, big thing. I think a lot of times if we do take accountability, 
then we won't end up being so angry because then we'll see maybe some of the reasons that uh, the person may have decided not to be with this anymore. What do you think? Uh, that's what I think. We had a fantastic week last week on here. Yes, on this due time with Pastor Steph. And that really wasn't a surprise because we kind of get those on a regular basis. Yes, yes. So, see, this is why you need to go back and listen because you need to pick up and catch up on all the things you missed last week. It was hot every day last week. All right? So, please, please, please go back and listen and, and, and just catch up on what you didn't get. Boy, what a way to fill your time. Mm. Well, today, we are shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. Can you believe it? We are at the 15th day of May, 2023. Already almost a ha- half of a year is gone already in 2023. Time is moving on. It's not waiting for you. You're going to have to move at the same pace and make sure you got God right in your hand. Okay? Well, we're going to talk about some ways we can uh, shake the Monday morning blues today. You know, we always got stuff to talk about. So uh, go ahead and get that healthy breakfast. Go ahead and tell somebody that it's due time where Pastor Steph is on and whatever you do. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be right back. We experienced 700 teen pregnancies last year alone. Why should you care? That's enough kids to fill 35 kindergarten classrooms. Why should you care? That's 2.3 million in childbearing costs. Why should you care? We're eight in repeat teen pregnancies. Why should you care? 245 of those teens were between the ages of 15 and 17. Why should you care? Why should you care? Because this is Spartanburg County. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to the due time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Did you hear that, PSA? Between the ages of 15 and 17, enough to fill up how many? Kindergarten classrooms? Did they say three or five? Well, either way, 
that's just way too many individuals pregnant. Well, if you're in between those ages, you need to be focusing on your life in school and where you're going and what's ahead. And Wow, that's big. That's big. <sighs> well, we know what we got to do. We have to keep talking to our young people, keep mentoring them. Keep letting them know what's important. Keep teaching them how to keep their eye on the prize. Yeah. There's somebody you can talk to. Everybody knows someone in that age range. And whether it's a boy or a girl, you need to talk to them. Because if these girls are getting pregnant, they sure ain't doing it by themselves. So we need to talk to all of our children. And start talking to them before then. Don't wait till then to start talking. We have a job to do right now. All righty? All righty. Well, what are we talking about this morning in regards to our health tip? Well, one of the first things we are talking about, those frozen strawberries. Remember, we talked about the strawberries that... They sell at Trader Joe's, at Costco's. Well, they say some other names affected. Simply Nature, Vital Choice, made with of some of the other brands that have been added to that recall list. Let's see. They say nine people were Affected with hepatitis A, and three had to be hospitalized. And the last illness, because of this recall, is as late as April 12th. So please, again, if you have those frozen strawberries in your house, in your freezer, please check to see if one of those brands are the brands that you have bought. And if so, they say you can take it back to the store and get a full refund or simply just throw them out. You know, just in case you don't want to take the time to uh, go back. Okay? Well, there's another recall that is called LEF, L-E-F, apostrophe S, Spice. Greens salad mix and is uh, has E. coli contamination. Yes, so it's in one of those uh, clear plastic containers. Okay, four ounces. They call it a clamshell plastic container, and I think that's those containers that you have to really pull on, and it has like those at the, at the four ends. It has like those little holes in that little peg that goes inside, that's the one, okay? They said that this product has been distributed through Hanover, I'm sorry, Hannaford and Market Basket, and it's been distributed in Maine, Massachusetts, New Hampshire, New York, 
Rhode Island, and Vermont. Okay? They say if you've purchased it, take it back to the store for a full refund, or again, just simply throw it out. Okay? Again, it's Left Farms, L-E-F, Spice. And it's those those soft greens, the little mix, and it's in that uh, what do they call it again? I don't want to clamshell four ounces clamshell plastic container. Okay, alrighty. Well, our next uh, piece of food or dietary. Or nutritious tip. They say that these foods slow your caloric rate. And the dietitians are talking about this and they're saying, you know, when we eat, we're trying to eat healthy, we're trying to get that weight loss going. It can be tricky, especially if you don't have time to cook nutritious meals. So listen, just pick a day, cook it, get it out of the way. Because if not, we all know what happens. You start grabbing at stuff that's convenient, and those things are always the wrong things. I can guarantee you. I've been there, done that, still there, but I'm getting better because I one of the most successful things that you can do in weight loss is prepare your food in advance. Okay? So... We've got a list here of all of the quick foods we tend to grab on that is really bad for us. High sugar and processed. So get your pens and papers out. You can write these things down. Well, the first thing they talk about is fruit juice. Yes. Okay, now you may think that fruit juice is good for your daily fruit intake, but uh, nah. They say drinking fruit juice every day may cause health issues such as bloating, inflammation. It ruins your metabolism, and it definitely will jack up your weight, your weight loss. Okay, they say that uh. Fruit juice does seem like the healthier option than soda, but the sugar level in the fruit juice is much higher than the fruit content of soda. Can you believe that? They say fruit juices are loaded with excessive sugar, and it has no nutritional value. They say unlike a piece of fruit, Fruit juice contains no fiber, so it doesn't limit the body's absorption excuse me, of sugar, and it results in the insulin surge, okay? So we definitely don't want to push our sugar levels up, all right? They say there are about 31 grams of sugar in a 12-ounce serving of orange juice. They say, which is more than 22 grams found in the same amount of cola. Ooh, wow, that is twisted, y'all. 
Wow. So, listen. Eat the orange. <laughs> eat the orange, okay? You do better. All right, number two, granola bars. You know we always grab those granola bars, figuring they are a healthy uh, breakfast option, you know, especially if it's kind of on the go, and that's how you get down every day because you ain't got time to sit down and have a decent breakfast. Well, they say granola bars are the worst, quote-unquote, healthy food for weight loss because they are full of inflammatory ingredients that prevent weight loss, and that says including refined sugars and grains. There's a twisted thought. Because we, you know, we figure it has oat in it, and, you know, we talked about the benefits of oatmeal, people figure that that makes it, you know, a great option. But they're saying no because all the other unhealthy ingredients like added sugars, the carbs, and the subsequent calories are also there with the oats, okay? So they say all the other added ingredients is what really messes up the oat granola bar, okay? They say it damages your metabolism, it worsens inflammation, and it will definitely cause weight gain, okay? Now, they say that processed food, which is this, is manufactured with refined carbs, and it's highly inflammatory, and it wreaks havoc on your gut health. So although it has the nuts and the fruits that, you know, we're always talking about, it really, really, really isn't the best option. All right? So, you know, can you imagine those two things, the fruit juice and we talk about orange juice. We're not talking about, you know, those other fruit juices um, that we drink. Uh, We're talking about orange juice. And, you know, I have to tell you, I I drank some um, orange juice a week or so ago. And, man, when I tell you, when you're not accustomed to drink, because I don't really drink anything sweet, very, very rarely will you find me drink anything sweet. But I, oh, my goodness gracious, as soon as I put it to my mouth, it was like, my mouth was like in shock. (laughs) That's how you know how much sugar is in this stuff because it's like, whoa, I need to water this down. If you need to water down orange juice, then what's the point? What's the point? So just, you know, eat the orange, drink water, and call it a day. And definitely stay away from those granola bars. They have, we've talked about those granola bars, especially the granola bars with the chocolate on the outside. How many of you eat that? Oh. <laughs> that is definitely a killer on the granola bars, y'all. Yes. And I'm looking at, like, all of the stuff that they're saying, you know, about the granola bar. And they're like, well, they say, imagine if you drink the orange juice 
and eat a granola bar. Imagine what's happening to your body. Mm, mm. So they say at the end of the day, instead of drinking the fruit juice, I'm sorry, the fruit juice and the granola bar, drink some unsweetened beverage and just go straight for like the nuts. You know, and that would help to increase your metabolism. But, you know, it doesn't destroy the calorie count that you're trying to maintain. Alrighty? Alrighty. I know it's not easy, you know, when we're trying to lose weight and stuff like that. It's, it's really difficult. But there's always stuff that we can have. And it's not fun. It's not fun. It is bo- Eating healthy is boring. I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody say. I'll count successful. You've been into this. It's boring. It's boring. It's boring. Especially as you get older. Because the stuff that you could do and eat and get away with when you were younger, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. And man, eating salad all the time and ain't nobody trying to do that. I don't care how much you dress up the salad. I don't care how much you put your little uh, uh, grilled chicken in it. And, you know, some people do the the craisins and the nuts. And, I can't eat all that in no salad. I don't feel like I'm eating a salad at that point. No, I'm sorry. I'm eating like, I don't know. I don't even know what to call it. But it ain't no salad. Not for Stephanie. It just ain't no salad. So, you know, we got to get creative. But uh, I tell you, it's going to be do- Just do it now. If you're younger, do it now. Because as you get older, the game ain't the same. The game changes when you cross over 40. Your body ain't your own anymore. Okay, so I have these, these allergies kicking my butt. So I need like a five-minute pause, please. All righty. Thank you for that station break. Ha, <laughs> oh. Okay, okay, you know what we're going to do? Here's what we're going to do today. We are suffering with, what do you call those things? Allergies, thank you, allergies. And there are a lot of different things that people are using to help the allergies, okay, with their allergies. So hit me up. Let me know what you're taking, what you're using, what you're doing, because as a first-time uh, a person who's experiencing this for the first time, oh, this is kicking my butt big time. Big time, big time, big time. So if you're using something that works, you know, throw it on out there, you know. I will take some suggestions. You know how to, you know, how to reach me. All right? All right. Help your brothers and your sisters out. All right, what are we talking about today? Well, are y'all ready for this? Now, um, all right, well, the first thing that comes in is Claritin. I hear Claritin works. So for those of you who have not tried Claritin yet, that's an option. Okay? All right. Now, we all know that kids drive younger and younger and younger these days, 
And boy, this one takes the cake. But we have a news story of a six and a three-year-old. Are y'all ready? Six and a three-year-old who end up crashing their parents' car out in Malaysia. Yes. So they took their parents' car one night out on a spin. (laughs) And the people who were passing the car or who, who they passed thought that it was a drunk person driving. So they called the authorities and put them on this particular car. And when they actually caught up with the car, they found out that that was a six-year-old with a three-year-old in the car. They were the only two in the car. And they snuck out of the house. Parents didn't know. They told people that the mother was in the bathroom and the father was asleep. They had gotten about a mile and a half. And they ended up, unfortunately, catching up with the car because they had crashed the car into some pole. And thank God neither one of them was hurt. And they said that (laughs) they told people that they were going out to buy toys. They wanted to buy a car, a model car they were going to get. They said they have this 95-second video clip that has gone viral on Facebook that shows the boys sitting in the driver's seat. And they were just, you know, dressed casually. And uh, they said, you know, just some cuts and, you know, bruises, maybe a little bit on the chin. But at the end of the day, they were not uh, hurt, thank God. And my thing is, how did their feet touch the paddle? How'd that get done? Man, they are investigating to find out if, you know, there's some other stories that they need to be following. Okay? So if you have a car and a six-year-old and a three-year-old in your house, my advice is make sure, make sure you are on guard. Okay? All right. Well, this is just disgusting. I had this one from last week, and I just just could not get around to... Um, get into this story, but this here, this story is sick, all right, so, there was a guy who visits this, in Texas, who visits this Hilton Hotel on a regular basis, and he says that the hotel is close to the job, so he constantly goes to this hotel on a regular basis. You know, Costa goes there. And he said he went to bed, locked the door, 
And when he woke up, there was a man sucking on his toes. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yes. He said he it was about five o'clock in the morning. He was sleeping in his locked hotel room when this let me see how old he was, fifty two year old Neo entered his room without knocking or announcing himself and he woke up and Neil was sucking on his toes in a sexual manner. Now, is there really a way we differentiate the way you suck the toes? I mean, why would, to me, why would that even come up? Just just somebody in your room sucking your toes is enough. I ain't got to tell you it was in a sexual manner because already it's a sexual thing. I don't know. I don't know. Now, he says he later realized that it was Neil because the previous day Neil was the one who came to the room to respond to the problem he had regarding his TV. So he was having a problem with his TV and they sent someone from the hotel to um, address the issue and it was that same gentleman. So he said that he made a, a, a card key to get into this man's room and he claims that he went in there because the room smelled like smoke and then yeah that, that, that's how, that's what he told the cops so he was charged with aggravated burglary and assault and now there's a lawsuit well, you know, people are ready to sue, period. But you know when things like this happen. This is definitely going down in the courtroom. They are not going to play with this one. So I'm surprised that it's even going to court. I guess maybe they haven't, you know, offered up a uh, a number that was big enough for this particular guy. Woo, baby. All righty. Now, there's this continued story, you know, um, a listener, as Vivian says, a listener submitted continuation of one of the longest stories we have ever had here on this due time with pastor stuff. But when I looked at it, I was like, oh, no, we've got to talk about this. So, The mother of the six-year-old who shot the teacher in Newport News, Virginia, she was actually on uh, an interview. She was actually on an interview, and she, I guess she called herself talking, and there's some interesting stuff that came up, and that's why I wanted to talk about this for a few minutes. So she says, yes, I'm the parent, and I'm willing to take responsibility for him because he can't take responsibility 
for himself. She says he has ADHD, and, you know, some are able to have it at a mild rate, but he's off the wall, and he doesn't sit still ever. And she says because of his acute disability, yes, one of them, the parents, would normally sit in the classroom with him, which we have been talking about. And we were trying to figure out, well, why all of a sudden this particular week there was no, you know, parent there. And she said that he had started taking medication. And because he had started taking the medication, he was actually meeting, quote-unquote, his goals academically. Now, I'm sorry. ADHD is not as much focused on academics as it is the behavior. So, I'm sorry. That that doesn't do anything for me. And she said that her son really liked the teacher, but he felt he was being ignored in the school. And remember we talked about the fact that they said that he had broken her phone. So she says that there was a time when the teacher asked him to sit down and he threw his hands up in the air and when he threw his arms up, he knocked the phone out of her hand and he got suspended for it. And that's how that story went according to her and she says that he does have a history of random violence and that's what the teacher you know remember she was telling the administration that you know hey this is what he's in there doing and nobody paid her much attention or any attention for that matter and uh <sighs> Mom is saying, you know, when they asked, one of the, the, the interviewer asked, well, what happened with the gun? How did he get access to the gun? Well, the attorney jumps in and says, nobody knows. And then they say, we're not ready to discuss that at this point. I don't know that any adult knows exactly how he got the gun. Well, that's the problem. In my opinion, that's the problem. You think that that's exonerating or excusing, but that's the whole point to this entire issue, that the teachers, uh, the, the administration, and the school, I'm sorry, yes, the, the administration and the parents, I'm sorry, that's what I'm trying to say, they're the ones who together allowed this problem to get this large where he got access to your gun and now he gets into school with the gun and shoots the teacher. Well, what do you mean nobody knows? Well, it simply he did not get it from where they claim he got it from. So they say that she was charged with felony child neglect 
and one count of recklessly leaving a firearm to endanger a child. So that's part of what she said. Now, I picked up another article, which I thought she said something else that was quite interesting. And that's why I really, so those things, that's how she responded, because, you know, we ain't, we ain't heard nothing from her. So I wanted to make sure we heard that. So the other thing that I wanted to talk about really quickly was the fact that the attorney, you know, I, you know, we always talk about whether Christians should be, you know, certain types of attorneys, attorneys in certain arenas. And I tell you, they say anything. So she's, um, what they did was they opted for a bench trial opposed to a jury trial. Now, the bench trial is when you go before the judge alone. And the judge makes the decisions. He hears the case. He hears all the, you know, bits and pieces alone. So they, they didn't want to leave this up to 12 people. Because I tell you, we all know how that would have ended up. She'd been sitting in jail for a while. Now, they actually say that when you have this bench trial, they can present more um, defense. So one of the things that he plans on saying is that she has suffered several miscarriages and a topic pregnancy back in January of 22 and postpartum depression has been a mitigating factor he also confirms that they were required to sit in the classroom with their son the parents and he was often accompanied by her father, her grandpa, and sometimes his father. And again, because he had started taking this medication, they were told by the school, they claimed that they were told by the school that no one had to sit with him anymore because he was now on the medications that he had been described. And uh, they haven't said yet whether, you know, the school is saying, yes, we did, or no, we didn't. But, oh, that's going to come up in the, in, the, uh, in the trial because that's what they're going to use to try to get mom out of the guilt. You know, we were, we were prepared to... But we were told, no, we don't have to. Because once he started taking the meds, that he was supposed to be okay. Well, we all know that once you start taking meds, you're supposed to monitor, you know, for a while how, you know, you do with the meds. So they say that this was the first time this week 
this particular week that there was no accompaniment. Now, here's the thing. Clearly, the meds weren't working the way they had anticipated them working. Because if they did, then guess what? He wouldn't have gotten mad enough to shoot anybody. So clearly, the meds were not working. So I'm dying to hear later what happens with this. But again, I promise you one thing, the attorney is going to see to it that if she goes down, mom goes down, or school administration going down with her. Or he's not going to let her go down by herself. Nah. Because if, if there's any possibility that they told her, you don't need to be, a, he doesn't need to be accompanied by someone, Oh, it's going to be on. Because that's exactly what they're going to use to get her out of the guilt. So the only thing she's going to have to answer to is leaving that gun out. But anything else, oh, they're going for it. I can promise you that. You know as well as I know. Anybody they can place this blame on, they're going to do it. Oh, my, 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 my. Let's talk to the dude top crew. Let's talk to the ladies here. Good morning, Tamika. Talk to the mute button. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning. How are you? Happy Monday to you. Oh, good morning, good morning, good morning. Happy to hear that jingle. We haven't heard it in a couple of weeks. So, uh that's our first way of shaking the Monday morning blues. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you today? I am okay, thanks, outside of this stupid allergy. I don't know what's going on with my body. <laughs> I allergy bug. Are you suffering with allergies also? No, not at all. I'm out here uh, watering the plants and, you know, so, oh, how you know, it's you? not bothering me. How <laughs> no dare you? No issues at all. <laughs> I'm in the house and it's bothering me, so I'm mad at you. Wow, 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 wow. Wow. While you're out there watering your plants, let's get to talking. Well, we have this... Uh, hotel issue with, you know, the fact that, you know, I call one day to get my TV fixed. I get my TV fixed, and the next morning, I found somebody in the room. Wow. Is this lawsuit time for you? Uh, (laughs) We know that people have all kinds of illnesses and sicknesses and craziness but i mean just the thought of waking up in the morning and you know <laughs> resting and i wake up and my toe feel a little funny <laughs> you look down and you see somebody sucking on your toe like really this is absolutely crazy you know and then to find out that if i'm not mistaken you said this person is staff that works for the hotel, correct? Yes, ma'am. He made himself a key, they claim, for that room. 
You know, there's a movie like that 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 I that I watched. It was it was one of those again a crazy movie where but it was a it was a female that wasn't a man. You know, um, and the the female was the person that came to the hotel. You know, um, frequently. You know, but this 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 is just crazy. You know, and so you just invite yourself in and do what you want to do. Yeah, that's definitely a lawsuit, you know, for the individual. I'm just trying I'm just trying to come in here and get some rest and sleep so that I can go back to work. Yeah, definitely sue. I mean, if <laughs> if I had my way, we probably wouldn't get to the court case, but you know, that's just reality. You wake up and I'm like, "What? You know, you lose your mind. What in the world are you doing?" You know, and you automatically react. You start swinging, you start hitting. Before I know it, you gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, thank God this wasn't a violent person, and the only thing he had an issue is is with the foot fetish. You know, he wasn't in there for anything else because now that allows you to kind of fight him off, and he's not going to fight back because he's not in there for that. You know, but this this is is something very unnerving, you know, about that. That, you know, my thing is how did he get behind the, the counter long enough to make a key you know who wasn't who wasn't doing their job that he now has the access to do all of this and now get in your room you know so that that's the other scary part of this whole thing i don't know well the other thing when i think about that is you're willing to you know risk it all you know, your job, your livelihood, you know, functioning. Right. You do realize right. that when you make that choice, now you have no money, no income, right. no way of uh, um, uh, keeping yourself, you know, um, staying work. Because nine times out of ten, if you find that you get fired from that place for that, who's going to hire you now? Yeah. That's really not yeah. another hotel. Yeah, yeah. That can very well follow you. Uh, wherever you go. Absolutely. Very well follow you. You have a good point. You've now just risked everything, including your freedom, you know, just for a toe fetish. Where I still say, Tamika, there are so many people out here willing to do this stuff for free with no problem. All you got to do is a woman who wants a toe fuck, you can do that. You ain't got to worry about infiltrating or... Going beyond the limit. These people out here don't care. You can always find another crazy <laughs> to do the things you and like. What? That that website. I keep forgetting it. Uh, fans only, only fans, something, yes. whatever that is. You know, I'm sure they have. I'm sure they got millions of people that yes. you know want to do that. You know, so and it's all you got to do is word of mouth or find it. You know, and. Uh, I'm, I guarantee you, you have access to it. It's free. That's right. That's right. No problemo. Oh, my. All right. We're talking about our, fav- our favorite mother. And uh, she uh, <laughs> she's now, you know, she says she's speaking up. She says she's willing to take ownership and responsibility because her six-year-old can't. Surprise, surprise. And, um... You know they're not ready to discuss this, this, uh, this where you got the where where he get the gun from thing. What do you think about that? 
I, you know, I, I keep thinking about this thing, especially when you're talking about a child that has ADHD. You know the child doesn't sit still. Now, we're just talking outside of that. If we're talking about your everyday child that doesn't have ADHD, there are things that there are guidelines and rules that you have to, you know, um, do, you know, you, especially when it comes to a gun. You got to put it in the right, right place, you know. And so um, when you have a child that has ADHD, you have to keep constant, you know, you have to keep watching. As soon as they get quiet, <laughs> you, you, you have to wonder, you know, you're talking about an everyday child, you know. Um, a lot of times when you know your child, when they get quiet, you know, or, or you can't find them, they're doing something that they ain't got no business doing. You know, what you doing? You know, and yeah. so um, the fact that you didn't safeguard the, 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 the gun, you know, you got to We have seen many of instances where parents don't want to bear the responsibility. Okay, so that actually is your role. That's your responsibility. Nobody else can take blame for that because that is your household. Now, if we're talking about the, the, the week that you didn't come, you know, again, here's my thing. You know your child. Okay, fine. You say to me, okay, the child doesn't have, I, you don't have, nobody has to support him. You know your child on or off medication just to be on the safe side. Wouldn't it make sense to just come anyway? Even if you say to me, well, don't come, don't worry. But I'm going to come anyway because I know my child. And so with the medication, okay, fine. The week, he's been fine. But that doesn't necessarily mean that he or she, well, we know this is a boy child, but we already know that the child, that doesn't mean that that that, that child may not have an off day. Um, obviously, this is more than an off day because he shot somebody, you know, and you have to bear responsibility. Yes, okay, fine, we'll say the school. If the school said what they said, then yes, they should bear a responsibility, but you have to as well. You play the role. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you said, you know your child, and you ain't going to tell me that if he went to school exhibiting this behavior post-medication, what he must have been like at home. You're not going to tell me you didn't know yeah. this stuff at home, that the medication wasn't hadn't fully kicked in yet, hasn't kind of gotten to where he needs to be, you know, um, all together. So I'm not buying that garbage. I'm Absolutely. not buying that I'm not buying that either. I, I agree with you. Take responsibility, and you're going to have to eat this one. You're going to have to eat this mm-hmm. one. And a big serving spoon of this one. So, you know, we're we'll, we'll, we, we going to follow. We're going to see what happens. We're going to see what happens. Thank you for joining us this morning. Let's say good morning to our Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, good morning. How are you ladies doing on this day? Well, thank you. Well, thank you. Doing How well. are you? I'm doing well, thanks, Lord. Uh, are you suffering with these allergies? Yes, ma'am. What are you taking? Very much. <laughs> um, I had to go to the doctors and I got uh, a prescription for it because the Claritin I heard you say that didn't work for me. Okay. It works for a little while. I did a few things. Um, it works for a little while. Then your body get immune to it for my body, let me say. And um, it just didn't work. And even with that, they gave me two sprays and a, um, and a pill. But sometimes that doesn't even work, depending on how high the pollen is. Wow, wow, wow. All righty, folks. There we have it. You can try Claritin. That's over the counter. 
But uh, if not, you may have to take a trip to the doctor and get them to prescribe you something. I hope not. I hope not. Pastor Charlotte, you in a hotel, a hotel you, you frequent, you, it's close to your job, so you you know you go there on a regular basis, and you wake up one morning to find that someone is there sucking on your toes. <laughs> what do you do? You didn't know that I fight in my sleep, because that will be when I go to the judge. That's what I'm going to say, because I don't beat them to death. Um, of being in there, yes, it's a foot fetish. I thought of um, him working behind the desk and being able to be access to get the keys, and it wasn't that's the only person. Now, even that being said, how long have you been in my room? If I was asleep, uh. right, because sometimes people go there, they it's a time out for them. They take, you know, might take a night-night pill, right? So how long have you been in my room? And were you in my room before, you know, like you check in, you might have went out and went on and uh, got something to eat or had a meeting or whatever? I'm very leery about the hotel because I remember one time I, I went to, we had a trip that we all had went to, um, a ladies' trip. And um, when we came downstairs, I said, did y'all feel a little funny when y'all went into the bathroom, like somebody was watching you? And nobody said anything. And then I'm like, okay, well, maybe it was just me. And um, finally, when we got on the bus to load up, another lady that wasn't at the table when I was saying it, she said, me too. I said, "Mm mm-hmm. I felt the same thing. I said, it always seems like, you know, with this hotel thing, you don't ever know. But for somebody to be in the room to get my toe, oh, yeah, you going down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said you going down. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, I tell you, you know, you just don't, you, you're not safe. You just That's why you got to, ladies and gentlemen, when you're in the room at least, there's that lock that you can put that bolt you can put on your door now it doesn't work when you're not in the room but when you're in the room make sure you put that bolt on the door because that way you prevent anyone from getting inside of the room while you're there so probably because he was comfortable he didn't do that and unfortunately that allowed the worker to gain access but you can prevent someone from getting in your room, and all hotel rooms have it. I've never been in a hotel room that does not have that bolt on the door, so please make sure you put that bolt on your door. All right, Pastor Charlotte, Pastor we're talking Pastor, I'm about... Sorry. I just want, uh-huh. I'm sorry, I just wanted to ask you a question. Did you say that he does this on the regular, the man? Yeah, he, he frequents this hotel on a regular basis because it's near his job. So he mm-hmm. constantly goes there, which is probably one of the reasons why he did not use the deadbolt lock because, you know, he's always there. So it's like, you know, he never felt uncomfortable or anything like that before. And um, this is this is what happened. He constantly goes there. He said he always goes there for work. 
So he might be some type mm-hmm. of, you know, in person and, you know, you got to show up at the office every once in a while and, you know, that's that's where he goes to, you know, maybe he doesn't live near the job, so he stops at this hotel and, and that's what he does. So this is some place where, that's you know, he probably goes home, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So he's not thinking, mm-hmm. you know, anything like that, but, yeah, make sure y'all put that bolt on the door. That they, that way he no one can get him. in the room. Mm-hmm. So. He's been watching them. That's how. That's why oh, I wanted yeah. to ask you that question. Because he's been That's watching him. So like he said, he it. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. They know him. He's regular. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. He's definitely someone they were familiar with. So... Now you can't see the toes from from the outside of the shoe, but whatever. <laughs> he drew him, drew him close, drew him close. So just make sure y'all y'all bolt yourselves in your your hotel room when you're there. Okay, now Pastor Charlotte, we're talking about this mom who is finally opening up her mouth after all these months. Here we are in May. She's just talking. This happened January. And uh, she's finally, you know, opening up her mouth. And she says, you know, I'm ready to take responsibility because he can't. He's six years old. Here's my question to you. Are you really taking responsibility when they ask you how did he get the gun and your your uh, your uh, attorney jumps in with, well, nobody knows. We're not prepared to say. Are you really taking no. responsibility at that point? No, she's not, because that's the main issue of it, the gun, you know, and where that you shot the teacher. So you're saying that you have an issue, um, the kid has an issue, just like Lady Tamika said, you should already know that your child needs some somebody to sit there with them. But evidently, you're not able to do that at home and take care of them either because why did you bring the grandparents in? Hmm. Then why you didn't think about that you needed to be there so that you can avoid him bothering the other children or the teacher on his outbursts? Hmm. And you know that the medication did not work. Because it didn't work at home, so it would make you think that it worked in the school. And even if the principal stated or whoever stated, oh, you don't have to be here, you should know your child and know that your child needs supervision. And why do you have this baby in there with the rest of them kids anyway? Ah. Well, a whole lot of questions to be answered. Pastor Charlotte, a whole lot of questions. Yeah, this is this is deep. This is deep because now they're claiming you're taking responsibility, but you're not. You're trying to find a way out. Just own it. Own it, own it, and own it. Thank you for joining us this morning. We have our brother Al on with us. Let's see what he has got to say. Good morning, brother Al. Good morning, good morning, and good morning. How you doing? How you doing? All right, all right, all right. Thank you. Hoping you're doing the same over there. All right, Brother Al, we got this this hotel uh, visitor. 
he visits on a regular basis for whole, um, for work, and he wakes up one morning and he finds the worker sucking on his toes, and he's got a lawsuit now. Is this lawsuit worthy? Sorry, I lost you for a Oh, it's a lawsuit worthy. Oh, I don't know why he ain't beat him up. Because I know I'm in there. And I wake up and you sucking on my shoulder. I'm going to kick you in the face. Like, bro, what you doing? <laughs> what's, what's wrong with you? You have you gone mad? Because I'm trying to figure, what is the lawsuit? What what what, what are they calling the lawsuit? The case of the fucking toes? I don't What are they calling the lawsuit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess he figured, you know, invasion of privacy, you know, invasion yes, of your yeah. space or, you know, accessing, the, you know, the, the the room without permission. I guess all of those kind of things are going to come yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, whole bunch. Well, you know what? I would say yes. You know, that's the right way to do it. Though. You, you know, you want to do things the right way because, you know, things can happen to you that are not supposed to happen. And then... You know, you respond in a way, in the wrong way, then you wind up, you know, being the person getting in trouble, not the person who, right, you know, right, did right. someone violated you. Right. So, you know, I'm right. going to promote, yes, he should go on with the lawsuit. And it's kind of telling me a little bit maybe what side of the fence they're on because, I, you know, I think it would have been different. It would have been a different situation if it was outside the fence. I'm just going to be honest with you. I've been there sleeping. Right. I wake up and you suck at my toes. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going automatically going into fight mode. Like, have you gone mad? Because you know, and, and I can see it startling you. You know, you're sitting there sleeping, and you wake up and see this stranger. So you don't know if this stranger's trying to rape you, trying to hurt you. You know, because you remember most time when you jump out of your sleep, you all disoriented. You don't know what's going right. on. Right. So. Right. But, right. but I, I, will, I will promote because this is a Christian show, and we Christian people praise God. <laughs> Take it to court, take it to court, sue them, and all that good stuff. <laughs> no, but you're, you're right. There would have been a counterclaim, you know, to the guy. He would have been pressing charges, too, because that would have actually been a lot of people's, you know, first reaction um, to actually fight him off. So I, I'm not surprised any of you said that, because that, that is that is the first thing that comes to your mind. Not screaming, not yelling, but throwing something, kicking, screaming. So yeah, this is this is this would be a different situation had it been some other people. All right, brother Al. Again, you know we're talking about this this fact that mom is finally opening up her mouth. You know, for months she's been MIA, and finally she's speaking. She wants to take ownership. They're gonna also bring up the fact that. You know, she's had some uh, previous pregnancies back uh, in 2022. So it, we're in 2023. This happened Ju- January 6, 2023. But they're bringing up that she has had several m- miscarriages. She's had an atopic pregnancy back in 2022, January. And she's been suffering with postpartum depression. And these are mitigating factors as to why she was negligent with this this particular child and uh, all of this happened. 
So don't hold her responsible for any of the things because of these particular issues. What do you say? Wait. Well, you know the crazy thing. Um, um, I would say yes, you should be held uh, responsible for it. Like, you responsible, but you know better. See, what they're telling me, and we spoke about this way back when they started this mental health thing and things like that, that that is going to be an excuse for everything that happens. We already know for somebody to walk up and kill you or somebody to do that, that something ain't right upstairs. We already know that. So now the thing is, so what are you going to do about it? You know what I'm saying? You, we keep saying mental health, mental health. Okay, we got facilities and we got things to bring these people in to help them, even with the kids in the school. Oh, he's mental this and that. Okay, if he's mental this and that, why are you putting him around regular students who don't understand what he's going through and provoking him and stuff? Just like with this woman here. Okay, you was mental enough to know to lay down and have a baby several times, so you know something. So the system has failed her. Okay, after the first couple of miscarriages or whatever's been going on, why y'all ain't do nothing about it? Why we didn't get her in the facility? Why it had to go to this stage of her, you know, harming this kid or whatever the situation may be? So the system is failing her, but yes, she should be held accountable. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, they've opted for a bench trial opposed to a jury trial because she knows. They know. Ain't no 12 people listening to this nonsense. They're going to try to play on the sympathy of one judge. So we're going to see how this all, you know, works out at the end. Is this judge, you know, hearing this particular uh, thing, is this going to be the better decision than letting the jury? Because, you know, they always say, oh, don't read the paper. And, uh, this thing's been going on for months. This is almost a half a year of this. So you know ain't nobody going to have no sympathy. All the sympathy is going to go to the children he has been harassing, the teachers he's been harassing. There's not going to be much sympathy, even at the age of six, because they didn't do anything about it. So they know that going before 12 people, they ain't going to make it. So we're going to see how, how the judge rules. We're going to see how the judge rules. I'm really interested. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Brother Al. You know, we've got our relationship oh, topic yeah. today. Oh, you got something else? No, no, girl, I was just saying, oh, yeah. Look, I'm so happy yeah. to be on. You know, normally I'm not on because, you know, these dogs are kids. So, no, I get on, <laughs> I get a little antsy. I get a little antsy. <laughs> Okay, we'll give you a pass. We'll give you a pass, brother. I will give you a pass. Well, today we're talking about there's a list of things that they took a a survey of 17 men from from 17 men, and they said these are the things that they're really looking for in a relationship. And we want to see what you all think about, you know, how how you feel when you hear this. This is supposed to be their honest, blatant feelings. So one of the things they say is that they want an intense attraction that gives them butterflies. And I'm going to start with you, Brother Al, because I want to know, do men really get butterflies? Yeah, we do. You know, we we definitely do get butterflies. I mean, we'll come bold. But like, it's just like if you said, okay, I want to uh, uh, approach this woman. A perfect example I use myself, you know, when I approached Tamika. You know, it took me 
about two weeks to do it because I, I wanted to do it the right way. I didn't want to come off in a wrong way. So I'm sitting in my head going back and forth on how should I approach her. You know, so it took me two weeks to approach it because, you know, I was a little nervous. And, okay, I don't want to say this because she might say this. And I want to do so. We'll come boom, but, yeah, we got the butterflies going on. There's some butterflies flying around up in there. All right, all right, okay. I didn't know whether that was still true or not. You know, I heard it was true at one point. But, uh, okay, well, thank you for clearing that up for us. Uh, Tamika, you know, when you hear that men still get butterflies, uh, what does that make you think of? Are you impressed? Are you like, yeah, right? What do you think? No, I I believe it. You know, um, sometimes (laughs) I've been in situations where, like, if you're, like, really observant, I used to um, go to uh, Union Square in Manhattan, and I used to just people watch, you know. And you could tell, you know, when a, when a gentleman, you know, was kind of interested in a lady, and, like, you see him in his mind surveying her from head to toe because he's trying to come up with that window of opportunity. You know, it's, does her nails look nice? Does her hair look nice? Is she tired looking, you know? You, you you get all of that and you sit there and you watch and you're like okay it could be something like you know he's he's watching her nails and then oh you know he'll he'll just approach her and say you know nice nails now you've been watching him for 15 minutes it took you 15 minutes to you know and, and not picking on him you know it just you don't you don't know what she's gonna say because we women are very different and so for somebody you know saying that she's got nice nails might be a, you know a nice opener for somebody else ah get out of my face you know so. You don't really know how to approach. So I do believe that they do get butterflies because you really don't know how to approach a female, and we don't really give them the easy way. You know, sometimes it can be really, really complicated. And, you know, our mood also, uh, you know, can, can play an attributing um, factor. You know, if, if I'm stressed out, I'm having a rough day, maybe you saying something about my nails might not necessarily, not, might not necessarily be an open door. You know, it might just be something that ticked me off because I'm looking at my nails saying they need to get they need to get done, not really realizing you're complimenting me. Okay, alrighty. Uh Pastor Charlotte, what do you say? Do you believe they get butterflies still? I get so weak in my knees, I can hardly <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I, I I didn't really think that they got butterflies. I mean, to build up their confidence because they don't never know, you know, um, how that young lady might react to them. But I didn't think that it was butterflies. So thank you, Brother Al, for saying that y'all get little butterflies. Because, you know, normally they don't scope you out, right? So they already know a little bit about you because they don't try to see if somebody know you, one of their friends, friends, something, you know, to that effect. And um, so I guess for me, though, they wouldn't be butterflies. It would be like, I don't know if I should approach her or not because I don't know what might come out of her mouth. When I was deep, you know, that's exactly, you know. So, but I, I didn't think that they had butterflies. I really didn't, you know. Okay, okay, yeah, I didn't either. Nerves, I, yes, I didn't either. I didn't either. All right, 
Huh. They say that they want home-cooked meals made with love. What do you say, Lady Tamika? Oh, my Lord, yes. <laughs> I find that that, that works um, amazingly. You know, they often say that a way to a man's heart is through his stomach. Um, and, you know, I keep things going. You know, I, I like actually um, creating something different, something new. You know, um, a lot of times when I do cook, you know, for Al, I don't even tell him what I'm cooking. You know, every now and then I might say I'm cooking chicken. You know, and it's like, okay, you know, there's a multiplicity of things you can do with chicken, you know, so he won't know until he actually, you know, um, gets to the kitchen what it is that I'm preparing. And I do believe that that helps to blossom and it keeps everything going, keeps it fresh. All righty, all righty. Pastor Charlotte, he just doesn't want a a home-cooked meal. He wants one made with love. Ah! <laughs> Absolutely, because you can tell the difference in the food when somebody just throws it together or they got an attitude. You can taste that in the food. So, yes, you want to make it, you know, with some love and appreciation now and being able to, you know, give it, prepare it, you know, and how you prepare it for them. So I would say definitely yes. Okay, okay. Brother Al, home-cooked meal made with love. That makes a difference, does it? Oh, yeah, it definitely makes a difference because you can tell when somebody cook it with, with love. Like, you know, I do a lot of the cooking because I love cooking. And you can, tell, because you can tell when you see the food, how it's made, how it tastes. You know, you, I ask you to make sure you get mad and put, like, two cups of sugar in it. And I'm like, you didn't got my blood pressure. I'm about to get diabetes messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to get tired news because you didn't want to make it, so you want to make me mad. <laughs> but um, yeah, it definitely make a difference, and you can tell. You you really really can tell. You know. All righty. Here's one that's interesting. They want a woman who will forgive them for his mistakes. Ah, oh, Pastor Charlene. How many times? <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, okay, because you know, I'm, ah, back and forth with that one. Um, it's a limit. It's a limit. I'm going to say, first, depending on what the mistake is, this is me. I'm just speaking for me. I didn't know what the mistake is, and then it depends on <laughs> how many times we still doing the same mistake. Yes, yes, Christians are. Um, yes, we are supposed to forgive. Yes, we are supposed to, you know, yeah. with love. I understand that, but uh, I just said that's why I said it's just me. Um, to a point, yes. Overboard, over and over, no. Sorry. Wow, wow, wow. All right, Brother Al. Men say that they want forgiveness for their mistakes. 
Um, yeah, I, I think anybody wants forgiveness. So, so watch, watch, watch your mouth, Pastor Charlotte, okay? Watch your mouth. We all want forgiveness when we do something. <laughs> so, but, but I would say, yeah, you know, um, and, and I'll be honest, you know, men, they mess up. You know, we do some of the stupidest things, and then you want to be forgiveness, but then you get mad when the woman don't forgive you. So, okay, just stop doing stupid things. But but I would I would say yeah we we definitely quick when we do something to say hey but look forgive me baby you know you know what I'm saying I was in a bad moment at that time so I would say <laughs> yes to that. All righty, Tamika, he wants forgiveness for his mistakes. Yeah, I can I can understand you wanting forgiveness for your issues and and, and sometimes. Is done without thought. You didn't think about it, and then after I talk to you about it, then it's like, oh, well, I didn't think about it that way. Oh, 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 now now it becomes revelation. But also realize that when you do that thing, you know, also understand that, you know, it's kind of funny because sometimes it's one-sided. It's like, you know, I want you to forgive me, but I don't want to forgive you for the things that you do. So, you know, if that's the case, then we need to, we need to be even Stevens. You know, and, and I'm, you know, just as I'm talking, uh-huh. I'm thinking about that toilet seat. We don't talk about that toilet seat. Why you keep it up? You are, you ask for forgiveness. You get up here the next day and the toilet seat's still up, you know. And so these are things, well, oh, well, I didn't think about it. Wait a minute. You should be thinking about it because it's important, you know. And so I'm given a trivial situation, but honestly, you know, we do go through things like that. And it's like when I talk about it, let's not go through it again. You know, and and then don't don't you know let it let it be both ways. Let's let's be even on that. All right. Well, you know, Tamika, I want to remind you that Al said if you keep complaining about the toilet seat, he gonna take the whole seat. <laughs> he taking the whole seat off. So I don't know if you really wanna you know continue in that area. You may want to find another complaint. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be that comfortable. If you got to, every time you go to the bathroom, you got to take your own seat, and then you got to take it with you when you leave. I don't know how comfortable that's going to be, but you may want to find another thing to, to pick on. Either that or gain a whole bunch of weight so you can fit. <laughs> oh, shut down. Now, after all of that hard work you've done, I don't think that's an option. So, uh, you know, we get kind of vicious when we talk about that toilet seat. All right, here's here's something that I uh, that I find interesting as well. He says he wants someone to see past his hard exterior. So my question is, why we got to go through this? Why do we have to go through this? All right. <laughs> oh, come on now, brother Al. Are y'all serious? Now, these are supposed to be the honest, open things that a man wants. He wants someone to see past his hard exterior. And my question is, why we got to go through all of that? You know, <laughs> I, I, I'm not in that category, but I'm... You know, it is an honest truth. I've seen that, you know, and it's like you expect a woman to say, okay, yeah, he's selling drugs and he's out there beating up people, but he's such a sweetheart. He really is. He's down the side. He's a sweetheart. You know? <laughs> I 
I'm, I'm telling you, I, I've seen it. I've seen it. So it's funny that this came up, but it is true. And, 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 and you have a legitimate question. Why do you have to go all through that? You know, you, you, women shouldn't have to go through that. But you got some guys, they think, and they get mad. Oh, yeah. I, okay, yeah, I went to jail for selling drugs. But you don't see the good that I did. You didn't see the good that I did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> so it, oh it's definitely true. And I think that's crazy to me as well. It's, uh, you know, that's crazy. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, well, thank you for admitting that, Brother Al. Uh, Tamika. I said, why we got to go through all of that? Why you just can't show who you are and get it over with? Okay, I'm sorry. I missed the intro. Was Are we talking about the representative? Can you just give me a little bit of clarity on that? No, wait until I guess that is a representative because he say he wants someone to see past his hard exterior. So I guess the representative is coming off as hard, but yet there's supposedly a softer side to him. And my question is, why we got to go through all of that? Why don't you just show who you are? If you soft, you soft. Period. <laughs> Life just came straight in my head. Um, no, but you know why? 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 Why are you walking around with a mask? Just, just be who you are. You know, it takes me six months to really figure out. You know that you're you're really a pussycat, you know, and you know that's a little frustrating. You know, like why can't I just get to know you for who you are? And I understand that people have been hurt and wounded, but I gotta climb over the fence before I can see you. Whew, by the time I get over the fence, I'm exhausted. You know, so okay, it makes it quite difficult. You 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 know you want people to see. Well, you can't see me for who I. Of course I can. You got on a mask. You got on a face. You got on. All this other stuff, all these layers of things, you know, you're kind of like an onion. I can't even get to the heart of you because I got to go through all these layers. It's, it's stressful. And, 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 you know, you starting out in the beginning with the mask on. So, you know, I don't get to know who you are. By, by the six months, I, I, I'm pretty much done, you know, because now it's, oh, now I see. You know, and sometimes you don't even get to that second date because the first one was so frustrating. Yep, Absolutely. Absolutely. Pastor Charlotte, he says, they say they want someone to see past the hard exterior. So you acting like you a baller, like you got all this money, and I'm going to take you to all these fancy restaurants that don't even have a price on the side of them, and then as we find out, you ain't got no job. <laughs> mm. You don't borrow money and all this, so now you in a deeper hole because you're trying to impress me, and we're that we don't even know who you are. So that representative always comes first, and you got to peel it back to find out who the real person is. No, just say, listen, I work at McDonald's. Just say who you are. You know, you acting like you a businessman working downtown on Wall Street and all that extra, and you don't even have a job. <laughs> well, let me you ask you this. Let me ask you, let me ask you all this. If a man said to you, now, I, I know we're older, so now at 56, the day you can't talk to me about the fact that you work at no McDonald's. We, we, I'm, already, I'm already drawing a Social Security check. We can't match that up with you <laughs> at my Social Security check. 
is decent. We can't come with no McDonald's job. But should we? You know, times are hard. (laughs) Times are hard. And if he said to you, I work at McDonald's, what should we say? Why? (laughs) If he said why? (laughs) Chantee says we should say why. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I couldn't even see you get the question out. That was a response. All right, Brother Al. So you go up to a young lady and you say, and I'm saying that not 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 the fifty plus man, but you know what, the fifty plus man. Let's do that. Let's do that. The fifty plus man goes up to a woman. He's being honest, and he says, "You know what? I work at McDonald's. What do you feel a negative comeback would be?" It wouldn't be a comeback. It would be the look on the woman's face. <laughs> the look on her face would say it all. Remember, remember, remember when we were younger and we would do something and our mom would just give us that look and we knew what time it was. Which I still that give, look. by the way. That's what, exactly. That's what the, that's what the woman's going to look. She's going to be like, oh, you're so nice. That's so the way you work out. Oh, shit, man, I work at McDonald's. It's going to get silent and she's going to give him this look. <laughs> so it ain't going to be a comeback. It's going to be the look that's going to take care oh, of everything. Okay. It's going to be the look. So how do you feel about that look, Al? Well, I, first of all, what I, what I would I would tell women, okay, the man said he worked at McDonald's. I know you don't want to hear at least he got a job because I understand that, right? So <laughs> the thing is, okay, have you <laughs> – so, so, so what I would tell the women to act, okay, because you never know, so you got to act. You can't assume. Maybe he's retired from his job and say, you know what? I need a little more extra money. I don't want to work hard, so I'm gonna, you know, just pick up a little couple of hours at McDonald's to get some money. So ask first, because the man might be retired. Okay. Now, if he's not retired and that's just his career, then I would say, I would say, run left and keep running, so you don't see him anymore. Because, okay. So now, if he works at McDonald's, okay. So you run left and keep running because when you put the whole thing together, so if that's what he's doing working in McDonald's, okay, obviously he can't afford an apartment. That means he lived with his mama. So, <laughs> see, it all comes together. So I would say, tell him thank you. I appreciate it. Bye, holla. I got to go. Oh, my gosh. Even the men. Wow. Okay, okay, okay. Tamika, he says, I work at McDonald's. Do you give the look or do you actually give a verbal response? <laughs> I'm going to give him the look and I'm also going to say, well, I guess you, I guess that beats a greeter at Walmart, huh? Wow. Oh, my goodness. At my age and you working at McDonald's, you know, so I'm not, you, you, you want to reach for the sky, but true, that's, that's, that's fairly low, you know, and, and, 
kind of hard, you know. It's like, who, you know, like, what do I, I don't even really know what to say, you know. How do you look upward? You know, as Christians, we want to always look upward. We want to speak upward. You know, and I think I did when I said, you know, if you don't work at Walmart as a greeter, you're doing all right, you know. But you, it, you got to know what's for you. And, and, and what God has for me is for me, but I'm sorry, sweetie, that's not it. <laughs> oh, Pastor Charlotte. Now, we didn't got these first two responses. What in the world are you saying? <laughs> Well, I thought about the same thing that Brother Al said. He probably retired, but my question is, do you have a pension that's coming in? Because, you know, I'm thinking about my burgers, so, you know, I'll give me a meal. <laughs> so, well, maybe <laughs> you might, you know, have a little stash money coming in as well. So I ain't going to hate on you. But then I thought about, too, when Lady Tamika just said, Walmart, I thought about groceries. See, y'all, he don't have to be there all the time, but he coming with some groceries. See what I'm saying? See, you got to have that love in your heart and just to be able to. And then once the groceries stop, he stopped, too. See what I'm saying? Because he might get home with his mama or in a room. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! He won't be bringing a tie or a pair of socks to my house because you know how these men do, brother Al. You they bring one thing, next thing is three things, next thing they got a whole drawer, next thing they moving in. So you ain't doing that, but I will get them groceries though. Wow! Oh my goodness gracious! Wow! Oh my goodness! Nice way to end this segment. <laughs> Thank you so much for your uh, contribution into today's conversation. And uh, my dude, Tom Crow, we pray you have we pray you have a blessed day. Thank you. Everyone, have you a blessed day. Thank you, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All righty. Woo! It's the top of the hour. You know how we do on a Monday. Uh, let's say good morning to Shantice. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. Uh, what you got for today? Today we got the switch with Shantice, where we make the switch from the streets to our godly seat. And our switch tip 149 for this week is stop feeding your flesh. And when I thought about this, I thought about how people feed them stray cats, Right. You feed them, and they come back. And not only do they come back, but they bring their family and or their friends. And you know what's saying that? It makes me think about the verse that says, when God cleans you up, and I'm paraphrasing, but when God cleans you up and the spirits leave you, and then the spirits go somewhere else and try to find another body to reside in, and they can't find anyone else, and they come back to you, find your house, meaning your body clean. Not only do they come back, but they bring seven demons worse than himself back. And this was what happens when we feed our flesh. We just feed. I don't know about y'all too, but I know like there's there are times like if I'm craving something to eat and I don't know exactly what I'm craving, 
but I'm just eating. I'm just eating just to eat. I'll keep nibbling on stuff until I finally eat that thing that, like, oh, yes, this is what I wanted. And when you think about it food-wise, it can be dangerous. But when we think about it spiritually, it is really, really dangerous because we don't always know exactly what it is that our flesh is craving. And instead of being still and going to God, especially those of us who have given our lives, instead of being still and going to God, okay, God, I'm having these urges. I don't know what these urges is, but we're now just picking at different people, places, and things, and we're going places we have no business going, doing things we have no business doing, being around people we have no business being around. And then finally, we find that thing that, like, feeds it, but it's never enough. Galatians five nineteen through 21, New Living Translation reads, When you follow the, the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, which means fighting, jealousy, Outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. So these sets of verses just let us know exactly what it is we're feeding into. So eliminate flesh and put in all of these traits. This is what we're feeding, and these desires never get quenched. They never get satisfied. Romans 8.5, New King James Version. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. Verse 6 in the New Living Translation reads, So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. So real quick, sexual immorality, immorality, I'm sorry, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, which means like witchcraft and the wizards and um, the fortune telling, all that falls under sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these, all leads to death. When we set our minds on those sinful natures, that leads to death. But when we allow the spirit to control our mind, which leads us to everything that is opposite of those traits that we just read, those things is what only leads to life and peace. Romans 8, 12-13, New Living Translation. Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. For if you live by its dictates, you will die, but through, I'm sorry, but it through the power of the spirit you ought, you ought to live, I'm sorry, you ought to put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. And last week we spoke about our deeds, built on our good deeds. So if we allow the spirit, the Holy Spirit to control our mind, we will put to death the destructive actions that we perform on purpose because that was the definition of deeds so we have to make the conscious decision of making a switch to stop feeding our flesh and listen i know it is very easy to do so this is why whether you're a believer or a non-believer when we wake up in the morning we still have to make the choice as to who and what we are following are we following what we want to do 
for the day? Are we following our urges? Or are we going to God and asking him, what can I do for you today? Please turn my desires into the desires you have for me. Please curb these urges, God. Please, and listen, we did. We had a switch tip God gave us a long time ago, so I'm going to be honest with God. If you don't learn that you can respectfully take any and everything to God, the first thing that Galatians 5, 19 through 21 lists is sexual immorality. And you hear so much Men talk so much about how they wake up sexually frustrated. You hear women talk about it, but men talk about it a little more. If you don't think you can take that to God, you need to reevaluate your relationship with him because he wants you to bring everything to him because you thinking that these things are so natural to give into. The last verse, set of verses just told us we are not obligated to do these things. Yes, it, these feelings come natural to us. Yes, it's natural to, to just fall into it. But we don't have to do those those things. We have the ability to go to God and ask him to switch those things around. So let's make sure we go from feeding our flesh into allowing, allowing the Holy Spirit. And if you don't have the Holy Spirit, again, reevaluate your relationship with God. Ask him to plant your feet with the right pastor so that they can coach you into making the decision of giving your life to be baptized so that you can possess the Holy Spirit and have that 24-7 help because that is the only way you would make the switch from feeding your flesh. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shantis. Thank you. Ah, boy, that was a big one. That was a big one. Uh, you know what, as a matter of fact, what we're going to do is we're going to take it to the Lord in prayer. Says Shanti says, you know, some of us have a little difficulty with that. We're going to take it to the Lord. Heavenly Father God, we come to you as always. We have to say thank you first for all the things that you have done and thanking you for today. A brand new day with brand new tender mercies, God. You're just showing how gracious and wonderful and giving you are because a lot of us don't even deserve it. But because you're so kind, you just ushered us in to this beautiful day where you have taken these hours to invest in us. And we say thank you, God, because it really shows your love toward us. Lord, you know, the the switch tip came in. And, Lord, we're just lifting everyone up before you, God. There are things that, you know, we are hesitant about taking to you or bringing to you, God. We're hesitant that we can, you know. So many people are saying, God don't want me. God don't want a person like me. Uh, So many people who are still um, just straddling the fence because they, they, they want to but they don't know how to, God, and we pray that all of that fear is released today. All of that hesitancy is released today. All of the uh, doubt, you know, we spoke last week, God, about the things that the enemy does on a regular basis to destroy us, and doubt was one of them. And any time we doubt you, God, we always run the risk of making bad decisions. And, Lord, we're just praying for that release today. The information that says you can take anything to the Lord. And now that we've gotten that piece of information, God, let us walk in that. 
Let us talk it. Let us live it. Let it be the thing that we start doing fresh today if we have that 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 uh leeriness because we're too ashamed. We forget that you know it all anyway. We forget that you know it before we even know it. So we ask you, God, to just help us. Help us hear these switch tips, God, and just walk in a, a, just, just in the right direction toward you. Help us look to the hills from whence cometh our help, God. We know you're always there. We're asking for that nudge, that nudge that some of us need to just be convinced to just try you. You know, again, the the lyrics to the song says, when everything has failed, you've tried everything and everything has failed, try your son, try Jesus. We don't want it to get to that point where we've tried everything because by that time we're in so much trouble. We're in so much trouble after we've tried everything because our decisions come with repercussions and we don't want that in our life. We want to know that we can assuredly just say yes to your will and yes to your way and we will be relieved of all the cares and concerns. And it doesn't take us years to do it because you can change that right now. You can make the difference in our life. You will make the difference in our life right now. You're not like anything else. You're the one and only true God, the God that we can trust who never fails. So we say thank you for introducing yourself to us just one more time. Thank you. Thank you so much for pushing all of the naysayers to the side so that when we said yes, we just focused on you. We didn't think about anything else. Thank you for always being there. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. You know, as Shantice was giving her switch tip, I was trying to think of what I was going to say in my closing today. And I was like, is that what I'm supposed to be saying? Well, I didn't know what I was supposed to be saying. But I was listening to her and I was thinking about the verse that says, you know, when... The demon comes and he finds that the house was swept clean. And he leaves. And he eventually comes back. And he brings seven. And we are left worse. Oh, my gosh. That we are worse off now than we were before. That's some scary odds. You know, people can't figure out why they are worse. They can't figure out what happened. You know, I, I had this thing beat, and what happened? You know, I was on the right track, and what happened? You know, it, I, I had it all together. 
And that's because that's what possibly has happened. You know, you can't figure out the left from the right anymore. You can't figure out was right and was wrong anymore. You ever see somebody confused and they were on the right track and then after a while it's like they twisted. You're like, well, how do you get here? That's because we've actually not stayed where we were supposed to stay. We budged. We gave that allowance and that ability for that demon to come back with seven other people. Seven other demons to help us become worse. That is scary. And this is why we need to stay in the face of the Lord. Because we have to understand that that's a possibility. That that very well could be me. If I don't keep my guard up, if I don't stay before the Lord, if I don't Make sure I'm following his word. If I don't stay in the fight, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this. You know, we, we had an ordinance that I, I would like to say, a word that came down over the uh, congregation. says, you know, stay away from this. And it was a very hard thing to hear. And I was like, God, how do I say that to a group of people? group of young people, good Lord. And the Lord began to show me, and I may have told you this story before, the Lord began to show me each of those individuals. And, you know, it's not that I doubted God, but he helped me to see this is why this one has to follow this. And this one, this is the reason why that one has to follow this same thing. And this is why this one has to, and he just laid it out right in front of me. And I was like, okay, well, it was a lot easier at that point to now go to them and say this. And when I got there, of course, you know, you're going to get the, you know, <gasps> what do you mean? And, you know, all of this. And, you know, and I, I gently just said, all right, look, let's let's talk about this thing for a minute. And the one per one one person. Now this was one person who had a weakness, like we all do. And they decided that they didn't need to follow the rule. And they don't see it, but it's not very good right now. From the moment they decided that they were going to be the exception, that this was not going to work for them. They, we we watched how quickly things just deteriorated. They have nothing. They have very, very, very little now than they had before. Was doing very well before. And now they've dwindled. And unfortunately, because the enemy brings those those demons back and makes you worse off. They don't see that they're worse off. For some reason, you now think you're better. And this is what the enemy will do to you. These are what those demons will do. When God tells you, let me take control. Let me do this thing. Let God do it. Because, see, we think we have control. We think we have the ability 
and we actually don't. And we're all watching this person. Like, how did you get there? You went from that to that? And, you know, they think that it's great. And it's like, don't you realize that God wanted you to wait so that he could give you so much more when we're so accustomed to living deficiently? We think that's great. And God says, I don't want you to live deficiently. Your father is rich in houses and land. Why should you live deficiently? Why would you opt to live deficiently? Why would I hand you a man who works for McDonald's and hand you a man that works making six figures and you choose the man who works at McDonald's? It doesn't mean that that's not a good man who works at McDonald's. But that's not the man I have for you. That's not the woman I have for you. That's not the thing I have for you. Why would you want to live in a hut? When I'm preparing a palace for you, I know you would be okay with living in a hut, but that's not what I have for you. And we have become so accustomed to living deficiently, to saying, okay, when God wants so much more for us, and we don't even realize that we're giving up what the master has prepared for us because it's already there. We're just waiting for the manifestation of it, but it's there. And that's why he told the room to wait, wait on me. I got this for you, but you've got to be willing to wait on me. And you know, when God asks us to wait, we think it's the worst thing in the world. Why I got to wait? Why I can't have this now? The delay is not the denial. Wait is simply that. Wait. Stop rushing to get the mansion. Because you're only going to end up with a hut. Because the things that you need to get the mansion, you're not going to have. You're not equipped yet. So let's wait on the Lord. Let's wait on the Lord. And that way we don't have to live deficiently. Let's wait on the Lord the way he wants us to do it. And we will have the mansion that he wants for us. Just wait on the Lord. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through the day, Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off. And I want to thank my due time crew for always coming through big time. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please do not miss this opportunity to give the Lord your life right now. Please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God spares, where it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. Until then, I love you. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.